Welcome back to the Wayback Chronicles podcast, where we talk about everything from the 1970s to the current years. Uh, this is Steve, and I'm back with my good friends, Nolan Keith. In this episode, we're going to be talking about 1988 music. And uh, Keith, I cannot wait to hear what you've come up with. You always do a great job, especially on music. So fire away, sir. I think, honestly, if we were talking about an era of probably our favorite music, I would say if we went from 84 to about 95, I think for us and probably a lot of our listeners, that is a sweet spot of nostalgic music. Would I yeah. would I be remiss to say that from y'all's opinion? Oh, 100% oh, agree. Yeah. 100% agree. Oh, and yeah. and uh, looking forward to Keith, you bringing your passion. It's been, you've, you've been um, deprived of uh, any music uh, <laughs> uh, discussions over the last few uh, uh, years that we've chosen. And, and Noel, can't wait to hear you sing. So, <laughs> very much so and that is truly what our listeners want if you want to get sure. it is it's, we've we've been we need the download so keep singing yeah. dude but yeah yeah no and and for the politics of tonight just kidding so so 1988 music right so i think i alluded to this in the last episode that you're seeing kind of a change you're seeing a change of bands forming that are starting to transition into the 90s music a lot of the grunge, a lot of the R&B, a lot of those things are starting to happen. But you're still seeing some of the historic 80s bands coming into light, maybe on individual releases. The number one song was a former 80s band that the individual went as a solo artist. And um, some of these best-selling albums were some greatest hits compilations from bands that were very strong in the 70s and 80s. So it's really neat to see this this year in particular has a huge range as far as diversity of sounds in those areas. So I'm very excited about this. So what I thought we would start out with is just kind of the top 10 list of the singles, and then we'll go into some of the top 10 albums. We'll talk about some of the formations of bands that happened, and then some of the neat events that happened um, in music in 1988. So um, to start with, let's start with the top 10 singles of 1988. And it's funny because when I listen to this and I see this, a lot of the singles are a lot different than the top 10 albums. Hmm. But as far as the top 10 singles go, so the top 10, number 10 was Roll With It by Steve Winwin. You hmm. remember this? I'm going to need Nola sing that because I don't know this one. Well, so the, I probably there's, know it. There's, this story actually has a uh, some meaning to me. So like my high school band, um, we the band, our band director, Mr. Theody would play a song that had good rhythm so that it was like, you could march to it. And it was always this song. So every time I hear that song, I immediately go back to marching on the, uh, in the parking lot outside of Clifton high school way back in the day. And, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's funny. Every time that song comes on, I think about that summer or those, those summer marching uh, sessions where we're, we're learning how to march. But anyway, it's great. Roll with it, baby. You and me, right? Yeah. Remember it at all, Steve? Oh, oh, yeah. No. 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 Didn't know just did. <laughs> that, was the, that was the solo guitar part. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was Noel a- just moved me further away from recognition of that song with that little lady. <laughs> no kidding. Sorry, man. <laughs> And I'll tell you, the next two, I didn't really know that well, uh, was a, the next one, number nine, was the, a band named Breathe. And the, the name of the song was Hands to Heaven. Do you all remember Hands to Heaven? I don't I know. I did not either. Now, I remember the next artist in number eight spot is Tiffany, 
So we yeah. all remember Tiffany. Yeah. Um, this is a song called Could Have Been. Hmm. Y'all remember Could Have Been? Mm, Could Have no. Been a Cowboy. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's the song. Yeah. <laughs> or the words. Could Learn to Rope or and the Ride. Words. Yeah, that's yeah. not it. Yeah. yeah, right. No, that's not it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. and so number seven was a, um, a former uh, artist that uh, his one of those where I was saying that they went into a solo artist uh, time, but that was Belinda Carlisle. Um, and the song was Heaven is a Place on Earth. Y'all remember? Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby, don't you know what it's worth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Heaven is a place on earth. Yeah, that's that the one. one. <laughs> that's a good one. I know one finally. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, don't yeah, me, y'all don't need me singing. You guys got this. You'll, you'll know the rest of them, <laughs> Steve, my, easily, easily. So uh, the next one, here we go into some of the, the um, consistent hit makers. So, So Emotional by Whitney Houston. So we know that. I get so emotional, baby. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Gosh. probably not one of her best hits, but it was a good one, right? <laughs> yeah. Hang on. I got a cough after that song. <laughs> I was impressed. You know, I was like, "Thank you!" Wow, oh. we're back. In, everything back in place now. Yeah, yeah. had to awfully, take a minute to tighten the vocal cords on that. One. Get awfully quiet after you sang like that. Oh, I know. Man. Well, I kind of blacked out for a minute. So, so here, here's a, here's an interesting one on number five. Number five was Guns and Roses, and this was a carryover. So they had a new album, which I'll talk about in a second, that released in 1988. But this was an, a song that was such a strong hit on their previous album, Appetite for Destruction. And it was Sweet Child of Mine. Mm-hmm. So even since even when it didn't release this year, it was still the, the fifth best selling song of 1988. And it was Sweet Child of Mine. So pretty crazy. Such a great song. Oh, so good. So good. Guns <laughs> Roses, by the way, easily, I would say probably won my top three concert experiences and uh that's what gosh 10 years ago now whenever it was less than 10 years but uh at at&t stadium in arlington and and that uh, was just a great concert and i got a funny story about my wife i'll have to tell you one of these days okay <laughs> that's awesome now I'd, I'd love to see them in concert i hear they do a really good show yeah. so pretty awesome I'm, I'm glad they were able to get back together and rock out because uh it's just that's just one of those bands that you you want to what kind of want to like it's got the Rolling Stones right you want to see them like just go off into the sunset so yeah so here, here's another one I would consider this a one hit wonder but it's kind of made a resurgence in the world of social media and all of the different things that you can do <laughs> with this guy so Rick Astley number mm-hmm. four never gonna give you a right. <laughs> Rick roll. yeah oh yeah the Rick roll and so. Obviously, this is a this was a song that was kind of it's I mean very unusual. He sounds like more of a baritone, strong voice. It wasn't a rock, it wasn't a blues. It was just out of left field, really. The sound, his his voice, but it was so catchy. And I mean, even to this day, you've got memes about Rick Rolling and all this kind of stuff. And so I've seen Gen X pages all over the place still talking about this. And I think there was even a like somebody even posted a wheel of fortune thing that was never going to give you up or something like that. And it was like, there was literally no letters and it said an eighties hit song and there was no letters on the board and you could instantly know that that's what it was. Did you all see that? <laughs> yes. I think it was I so great. Yeah. So it was really great. So that was a good one. Um, so here's another interesting one. So um, this was a former beetle in the number three spot that decided to come out on his own. And this was, a, I liked this song a lot. It was very repetitive, but it was very happy and I enjoyed it. And it was George Harrison's got my mind set on you. Oh yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So it's such an interesting, um, 
story about this whole George Arison thing and how um, he came into learning and getting to know um, uh, Jeff Lynn from uh, Electric ELO. Light Orchestra, yeah. ELO. So, so they were working together and uh, helping also Tom Petty with the Full Moon Fever track. And all of this, this little story about how George Harrison and Jeff Lynn and Tom Petty got to meet while they were working on individual tracks, they decided to create a super group that was formed this year as well. And we'll talk about them in a second too. But for number three, though, Got My Mind Set on You from George Harrison. So number two, this was an awesome band, one of my favorites of the 80s. And uh, that's an Australian group, In Excess. Oh, yeah. And the song was Need You Tonight, right? Mm -hmm. Good one. It's something about you that makes me sweater. Yeah. You know, so, so beautiful. Love it so much. Okay. You know, I'm lonely. Take it off. Oh, gosh. I'm fine. But I just, I love that song. So great. So great. <laughs> I just love it. I love it so much. Anyway, and so and so the number one song, I'm gonna get I'm gonna tell you right now, the number one song was on a great album that caused a ton of controversy back in way back in 1988 for its tracks, controversial tracks. And it was a another one of those spin-offs that a person went solo from a very successful 80s duo, Wham. Can you tell me the artist who spun off from Wham? George Michael. George Michael, what song do you think would be the number one song of 1988? Um, I, want your, I, I want your sex or faith. No, but that faith, 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 faith yeah. was number one. Yes. Yeah. So that was it. He also had um, a couple of other um, pretty high up there, um, you know, singles that year, which, which that was one and one more try. If you remember, that was kind of oh, a ballad yes. one. Yep. So that was actually number 11. So that was a good one. So yeah, that rounded out the top 10, but I mean, if you go down beyond the top 10, I mean, you had, um, the, you know, Tr Terrence Trent Darby with that wishing well, wishing well, da -ba -ba -ba, mm -hmm. you know, that one. And then the, I liked, I liked the band cheap trick. Did y'all listen to cheap trick? The, the song, the flame, remember that one? I don't think I know that one. Be your flame. You don't remember oh, the wow. flame? Um, yeah. Do you don't remember yeah. that? Oh, I so don't great. think I remember that one. Okay. I remember the, I remember the, well, the bangles, I think. So that's the I bet you would know flame. it if you heard it. Yeah. That's yeah. the eternal yeah. flame. So this yeah. is the wrong. Um, so Billy Ocean, get out of my dreams and into my oh, car. Yeah. That's, that's, cool. Cool. Oh, yeah. that's yep. another one. Um, okay. How about we go into some good hairband rock? So this is kind of where the hairbands are starting to transition out. Right. But, White Snake is this love? Oh, okay, man. oh yeah, it's a great not, song. Oh, such a good song. Mm -hmm. So can't do that. And then I mentioned this in the leading up to this, but Def Leppard's "Pour Some Sugar on Me" was number mm -hmm. nineteen this year. I mm -hmm. think it was also a spillover from the earlier years, but it was just such a strong song. It just kept going on. Um, Michael Jackson. So here we go back with Michael Jackson, another yeah. era. Uh, "Man in the Mirror." So that oh, was a yeah. good one. Yeah. Um, I'm baffled. Go keep going, Noel. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. That was pretty good. <laughs> Put me on the spot. You're giving, you're giving the audience what they want. So, you scare uh, right. you scare it away whenever you talk about it. You just have to like let it go. It's kind of like standing standing next to you at the urinal, dude. You got to go. <laughs> I, right. I feel like I feel like at the minute that Man in the Mirror came out, that that became the background song for every end of your school montage video it, collection. 
And definitely, uh, let's just, we need a song for this year's montage. Hey, Man in the Mirror. Okay, Man in the Mirror. That yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. Next, <laughs> cut it. Moving on. Yep. So, a couple of more. Um, Simply Irresistible by Robert Palmer. Oh yeah, that was number twenty-three. That that video was great. Oh my gosh! I mean, like legendary video. Yeah. So many spinoffs of that, spoofs of that, but it's just fantastic. Um, Richard Marks, "Hold On to the Night." Oh yeah, yeah. That one? Oh, yeah. good, good song. Yeah, and then rounding out the top twenty-five was Eric Carmen with "Hungry Eyes." Oh, hungry eyes. That's the one. That's, is that that's from a dirty, great dirty dancing? Was that in that? Was that in that? I want to say that was a dirty dancing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because yeah, going into the albums, um, more dirty dancing was one of the top albums. So it wasn't the actual dirty dancing, but it was more dirty dancing that was the number 16 best selling album of this year. So yeah, Man. so yeah, so it probably was from Dirty Dancing. They really need to go back and recount the top 10, in my opinion, because there are some songs outside that top 10 that I think are infinitely better than Brandy or anything else out there. Yes. So let's transition over to the best albums of 1988. The number one album for um, for 1988 was a huge, huge album. It was from an amazing band that spanned the 70s and 80s, and it was uh, sold 25 million copies. And it was Journey's greatest hits. Oh man, it's it's still I, the forty four highest selling album in history of man, all. Yeah, I believe it's pretty crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a great great band. That was the first. So I I had a when I was growing up, I worked the first first job I ever had. I was cleaning bath the a bathroom at an Exxon uh, gas station in Meridian cleaning the gas tanks and then cleaning the bathrooms and doing inventory and all that kind of stuff. And I was making like three seventy five an hour or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saved all my money. This, this comes back to journey. Just got to hold on a second, but I saved all my money for that summer. Cause I saw a target ad. Um, remember the target ads used to come out every week and oh, yeah. you yeah. know, oh, yeah. it had a, uh, a CD and tape player. And I worked like, all summer saving up money to buy that CD plus slash tape player. Got it. And then I'm like, crap, I got to buy music too. So <laughs> save up some more money. First CD I bought journey's greatest hits. Nice. So, great nice. start. I great wore start. that thing out, man. That is, so that was your first CD. First CD I ever bought. Okay. Was what journey. was your first CD, Steve? Gosh. Um, I don't think I, I mean, it, it may have been cars cause I liked them so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was mine. Oh, that was a great, yeah. I like yeah. The cars. cars, cars, greatest hits was mine. Did you ever hang y'all uh, CDs from the rear view mirror? No, no. Why, I never why, did why would you either, do that? I don't know. I didn't never get that. I was like, Hey, I got to no. have this easily accessible so I can listen to it while I'm driving. <laughs> Now I I remember when there was like the 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 windshield visor that had the slots for the CDs that you yes. could slide yeah. out and put in. Yeah. So yeah, until until you like you know lowered it and blinded the guy in front of you. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was his problem though, not yours. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not, not, not my problem. So yeah, heck, have a great song. So I I would love to hear people's opinions of what is their favorite Journey song. Yeah. What is y'all's yeah. favorite Journey song? <laughs> the forever yours whatever is that what is that is that the name of the song yeah. i know that's the lyric yeah, faith, yeah. faithfully faithfully, yeah, faithfully. that yeah. song 
that song actually made me want that actually that song actually made me want to learn how to play the piano. I liked it. So oh, much. nice. Yeah. That was a great, great piano oh, melody. Man. man. One of the best. So it, good. I mean, I think for me is don't stop believing just because that's like the, the song don't you can, stop. you can immediately start singing to right away. And, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so catchy. Yeah. It's so catchy. It's so positive, you know, yeah. like it doesn't matter where or what position or where you stand on any issue. You can always jam out to don't stop believing. So very true. What about I, yours? I'm, I'm a, I'm a big journey fan. So I'm going to go a little bit deeper track on, on that same album that don't stop believing is, is on escape. Um, there's a track called still they ride. And hmm. I, I can tell you right now, I, in my opinion, Steve Perry, the lead singer, that is bar none the best vocal he ever does. There's this there's this part where he um, he, he basically just has this sustained uh, tone on this one note, and everything else just stops except his voice. And I, I mean, to this day, when I listen to that song, I get I get goosebumps. It's just mm, amazing. Yeah. If you guys oh, get yeah, a chance to listen to that, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So Very anyway, cool. okay. So so moving on. So the number two best selling album that year was from a actually a new artist that um, really, she's had some other albums, but this one really stood out with a song called Fast Car, and it was Tracy Chapman. And she was, yeah, she was a really good artist, very smooth, very nice voice. Um, She was actually, a lot of of her music was, was more... Uh, I wouldn't call it rebellious, but kind of um, adversary to what was going on in the public opinion right now. So, uh, but she had a very elegant way of doing it, which is something that was yeah, definitely missing yeah. these days. So it's a good thing. I really liked her voice and, and some of her messages were something that you could think about for sure. Uh, the next one, I mean, you, you cannot enjoy a good eighties thing without Bon Jovi, right? Mm, and yeah, Bon gosh. Jovi, the number three best-selling album was New Jersey. So mm. it was right out right after Slippery When Wet. So New Jersey came, uh, Lay Your Hands On Me, all of those songs on that album. Nin- 19 million copies sold. Mm. Uh, it was the 24th best album uh, sales in the 80s. Awesome, awesome album. Um, mm. Do you all like Bon Jovi? Is that a band that you all enjoy? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Not my favorite, though. I mean, it's... They do their yeah. stuff well, but no, know. they do. They do. I, it, like I, I, there's, there's some songs on there that I just love. And, uh, someday I'll be Saturday night. That's not on this album, but that's one of my favorites. It was on the, one of their greatest hits. If y'all listen to that, it's so, it's so good. But, yeah, New Jersey was good. It just wasn't their best album. I yeah. When a dead, dead or alive is a good, good, it's good song. Oh, there's love yeah. that. That yeah, was so good. Yeah. Now is that, is that on this one? I think it was on this one. Wasn't it? Uh, uh, let me look. I got to look that up. So, um, I think so. Let me see. I mean, New on, on New Jersey? That yeah. Slippery one wet. I think Noel's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Rad Cowboy Ride was on this one. Bad Medicine was on this one. We remember mm-hmm. that one. I'll be, I'll be there for you. Yeah. Everybody knows that one. And then and then we're, we're going to go to some more pop after that. So after Bon Jovi, Paula Abdul's album Forever Your Girl came mm-hmm. out uh, and was the 17 million copies sold. Hey, so good is that the album that straight up now help me or whatever it is straight up now help me do, 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 i do, think we should dance up with cartoon coyote or something i think you're right I think it is. That was that was one of those that had a lot, right? The that way the way you love me forever your girl straight up now tell me. Um opposites attract. I loved that yeah. song. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that what the one you were talking about? Yeah. Come, with, the yeah, cartoon. yeah. with the cartoon. That was a great, yep. great yep. video. So, I wonder yeah, if that, that was, that that was, that was Jessica awesome Rabbit inspired. Opposites attract. I attract wonder. Yeah. yeah. Opposites attract, state of attraction, I need you, forever your girl. Straight up. It packed a lot of hits. It did. I, I heard that she was in that. She was a choreographer um, before, the- right? Yeah, for yeah. the Laker Laker girls Laker, or something yeah. like Laker that. Laker girls, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Yep, yep. So Paula Abdul was discovered by the Jacksons after a few of the band members had watched her while attending a Los Angeles Lakers game. Crazy. <laughs> so yeah, pretty cool. So okay, and then the next one, everybody, get your hands up. Get your hands up because we're talking about the new kids on the block hanging oh, tough. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Why did you do okay. that to us? God. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Next album. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of them. Yeah, yeah. never. No, me neither. What? Who? Yeah. Who? I don't know. <laughs> okay, all, moving on. We all went through a phase. It's okay. It was a long time ago. Was it Andy Thompson that's long distance schooling right now because she had asked you to talk about this in our Facebook page? Probably so. Yes. Most likely. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. The next one was, was also, it's, it's a band that I have, I've always liked, but I've really recently, since we've been doing this um, podcast, I've really actually become a new big fan of this band. And the history of this band is insane. It's just crazy. But the, the band is Fleetwood Mac. And mm-hmm. it was their greatest, greatest hits album too. And so there's always banter in 1988 of which one truly was the best greatest hits album journey or Fleetwood Mac. And I mean, Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac had some amazing songs. Like, I mean, you're talking hold me, uh, I mean, you know, gypsy, all, all of these songs that were on this album. I mean, and, and I just ended up listening to, um, one of their best selling albums, um, just recently again, rumors. And it's just a fantastic album. I, in fact, if nobody's ever heard this, you, you need to go and listen to this because it's just an amazing, amazing album. C- crazy, cool. crazy good. It's like every song on that album is the greatest hits album in its own right. So anyway, Fleetwood Mac, greatest hits, uh, 12 million copies sold. Um, still uh, rank in the 80s was about 42. So and then so now let's get into some more heavy stuff back into the hair band group. Um, and so the next band is And Justice for All by Metallica. That's the mm. album with the band's name. Awesome, awesome. Uh, sold over 11 million copies. It was the seventh best-selling album of 1988 and the 50th best-selling album of the 80s. So one probably, I wouldn't say is probably one of their best albums with their biggest hits, but it's a great, great album. Yeah. So good. Um, what's, your, what's one of y'all's favorite Metallica songs? Is it on this oh, album or is it a different one? Oh. <sighs> There's a, there's a lot of good ones. Um, I got I got a good. Inner Sandman is really good. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I like nothing else matters. Um, I mean, for whom whom the bell tolls. I mean, I think all of them are great. Master oh, Puppets is good. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think I think probably my favorite is Nothing Else Matters. I don't know. Or Inner Sandman. So Man. good. Yeah, what's, what's yours? Fade to Black. It's a great one. Fade to Black is so yeah, good. It is good. So. Honestly, this album was the first album that actually got my attention for Metallica. And I'll tell Mm. you why. And it's really a funny story. So when we were in in college um, up in up at tech, um, you may not have remembered. I don't know if you all were there when this was on or not, but um, my freshman year was was this was a video for the the single called one. And it was a really haunting, creepy video. But what I remember about it is there was this thing that you could watch on TV. And it was a jukebox 
that you could actually call in and pay <laughs> to have a music video played on your television. I remember and, this. Really? Do you, do you remember I this? remember yes. this. Yes. And there huh. was a, somebody in Lubbock was obsessed with this video and it played over and over and oh, over again. God. So that's the, that's the way I was introduced to Metallica truthfully. Like I'd heard of them, but I had never seen any of their products as, as much as I'd seen that, 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 um, that video. So it like, but I can't remember the, and, and so listeners, if you were ever saw this, I can't remember what the, it was like the video jukebox or something like that, but you, you could call in and remember it was like, it was like always a rotation between that one, Ice Ice Baby and Thunderstruck by ACDC was like the rotation in Lubbock all the time. And it was so funny. So, but anyway, so that was, that was the number eight selling, a seven selling album. And number eight was Look Sharp by Roxette. So Roxette was definitely a, a solid eighties band. Um, do you all remember them at all? Mm, I, don't. I don't know if I do or not. Yeah. Okay. So you, you probably would, um, the, the, the songs that are on this one, um, it must've been love, you know, it must've been love, but it's, it's all over now. Oh yeah. So, I remember that one. Yeah. So, so that was one of them. Um, it's, it, she's got the look, what, da, 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 you know, she's, she's got the look. Yeah. So oh. that one's a good one. Um, listen to your heart. Have you heard that? Listen to your heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of, so that was on this as well. So really, really good stuff. So Roxette was a really good, it was a, it was a band, a duo, kind of like Erasure and all them, where it was a, mm-hmm. a keyboardist and a singer. So really good, good. And so let's, let's switch back. Number nine, one of my favorite bands of all time. This was a completely different direction album from their previous album. That was like what brought them into the stratosphere of success in the Joshua tree. Right. Mm-hmm. So the next album they followed up this year was U2's Rattle and Hum. And yeah. it was really after you two had um, toured across the world, they kind of got enamored with a lot of the goings on in the United States. So a lot of this had a lot of the um, the sounds of United States going into it, um, had hmm. a lot of gospel um, singers in some of the songs, everything of that sort. So really, really, it, it was more of a half live concert, half its own thing it was a very interesting album van diemen's land is i think the edge saying that one of my favorite songs by u2 of all time it's on this and and everybody loves the 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 big song everybody knows on this song is all i want is you and it's probably one of the most popular u2 songs of all time probably behind like with or without you or something like that but it's it's a great great album so uh number nine selling over nine million copies and then to go completely on the opposite end the number 10th song was a lady that was a an Irish musician that was just a solo artist, one of my favorite artists of all time. She actually lives in a castle in Ireland now. Oh, wow. And it was Anya Watermark. Anya. So, yeah, Anya. So oh, Watermark was really um, famous because of the song Orinoco Flow. And oh, that yeah, was yeah. the sail away, sail away, yeah. sail away. So, but she is, um, <laughs> it, she's an interesting artist if you ever listen to them about the story about her they they have actually invented their own language for some songs oh, wow where they create their own dialect and it sounds gaelic or something but it's actually their own huh. their own words that they've done wow. it's just a fascinating fascinating story but yeah funny that you two and enya are nine and ten this year because literally bono and Anya live maybe two blocks from each other in the same oh, wow. county in Ireland. Yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> so her her castle's up on the hill, and his is just down the road on the water. It's pretty wild. So yeah, that was my study music that I used to listen to. Was Anya? Oh man, yeah. so, so good. I always knew so, uh, 
when, when Keith was in dorm room because I hear sail away, sail away. <laughs> <laughs> Did that, had that on repeat. Oh man, that was so good. <laughs> that was so good. I, I, I love, I love Daniel a lot. So yeah, one of my, one of my favorite memories with that is, so I've got a friend of mine that will remain unnamed, but he's a, uh, he's a NASCAR crew chief. So I'll probably throw him under the bus, but anyway, so he, um, he, 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 he was from El Paso with me. So one, one semester we were heading home from one of the end of the semesters. I remember we were driving his little silver car and I'll let him tell the story better someday. But, um, but I remember he, he liked, there's a reason he's a NASCAR crew chief. Let me put it this way. Okay. <laughs> and so I remember one night we're driving home on this two lane road going through New Mexico and we must be driving at least over, over a hundred easily. Oh, and gosh. it's, nighttime and so he decides let's turn the lights off and just enjoy the moonlight while we're running 110 miles an hour listening to Anya. so yeah it was i you know if and and sadly if i was going to die that would have been the cool time to do it yeah so anyway. if you're gonna die i always say it needs to be through new mexico at night listen to Anya. you know we're on a yeah. full moon i mean could you i mean moon. anyway <laughs> So some, some other notable um, albums that that was a top 10 that rounds them out. Some other noble al- albums, poisons open up and say, ah, oh, okay. Wow. Oh yeah. Uh, such a great album. Yep. So that was their big one. I mean, it had like nothing but a good time. Uh, you know, every rose has its thorns on every there. Your mama don't dance and your yeah. dad don't rock and roll. All of those. I think every rose has its thorns. Probably my favorite song of theirs. It's so good. Yeah. So, so good. Oh, Brett Michaels has gone through hell since then since then yeah yeah he's had a hard time several strokes and yeah so so. Hmm. yeah he he was always he was always one of those that i like because he always seemed like he was having a good time everywhere i mean like nothing nothing but good at time was like his theme song through life which was cool yeah so here's another interesting one Mannheim steamroller which we all know so yeah yeah, that was one of the top it was number 13 Mm -hmm. that year so bobby brown don't be cruel was 12 and then 13 was uh Mannheim steamroller i mean riding on the coattails of what we listen to at the Carol of Lights every year, right? The album before it was the one that did that. But it was kind of the same thing. More of his, more of his unique Christmas music sold over 6 million copies. Crazy. And then here's the next one that I was talking about with Guns N' Roses, the album Lies. And I think Lies has my bar none favorite Guns N' Roses album, a song of all time. And that's the song Patience. I absolutely love Oh, that one. Yeah. I just love that. I mean, you talk yeah. about wanting to learn to play guitar or oh, keyboards. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to learn how to whistle perfectly after listening to that song. <laughs> and I just absolutely love it. And <laughs> and the the last few albums out of after that, we mentioned the the in the movies, the the movies about this, but the cocktail soundtrack. Oh, yeah. um, that was that was after the the album or the movie with Tom Cruise in it. Uh, yep. Really good. It had some great songs in it. Co- Kokomo was on that album. Yep, Kokomo, um, Rave On by John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh yeah, um, gosh. Tutti Fruity by Little Richard. Don't worry, be happy by Bobby McFerrin, which actually coincidentally won the um, Song of the Year oh, wow. for this year. And so, yeah, so really, really good album with some really good stuff in there. Um, and then the more Dirty Dancing soundtrack, we talked about Dirty Dancing in there. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to have some more songs from that. So that released that one. That was it. And then again, you all alluded to this last time that the next one, the last one I have to mention is, and, and again, near to my heart, the Beaches soundtrack, right? Oh, so goodness. there you go. Just just because I knew you wanted to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting worried about you, man. 
you ever know you're my Enya? Steve knows you're home because he hears Enya playing from your dorm <laughs> And now Beaches. This is too Maybe much. Maybe we need to do another get to know you with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's what Keith so, didn't want to tell us. Now the rest of the story. story. <laughs> so so uh, Grammys, the record of the year uh, was the Don't Worry, Be Happy. And that was also the song of the year. Um, oh, the God. album of the year was George Michael's Faith. Um, and the best new artist we mentioned earlier was Tracy Chapman. And some other neat things, I, I wanted to mention some of the bands that got their start in 1988 because I thought this was just as cool. So some of the nodal music groups that were formed in 1988 was 311, Bare Naked Ladies, one of my all-time favorite nice. groups, um, Boys to Men, uh, cool. Crash Test Dummies. Oh, my gosh. Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't help but sing in low baritone voice. Yeah. Cypress Hill, The Deftones. Little Texas. And so here's one that if it was formed today, they would be multi-platinum billionaires, but they got their start at the wrong time because they were caught lip singing, oh. lip syncing to another person's voices. Who would that be? <sighs> Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli. Can you imagine if they were TikTok artists today, they would be multi-platinum millionaires for what they oh, did, yeah. but they were no ashamed of them. Um, Mr. Big, Smashing Pumpkins, Spin Doctors. <laughs> Slaughter, yeah. and another another band that I mentioned earlier, the Traveling Wilburys. So yeah, I was hoping you bring them up. Yeah, the Traveling Wilburys. It's a British American supergroup, and they were they were consisted of Bob Dylan, George Harrison of the Beatles, Jeff Lynne of ELO, Roy Orbison in his own right, and Tom Petty. Yeah. So interesting history there. So they decided um, that they would create this supergroup, like I said, after co- like kind of working together on different people's albums. And the term Wilbury um, actually originated during the Cloud Nine sessions when George Harrison was recording. That was where I Got My Mind Set On You was recorded, was the Cloud Nine album. But referring to re- recording errors created by faulty equipment. So Harrison uh, George Harrison jokingly remarked to Jeff Lynn, he said, that we'll bury him in the mix. And so therefore, thereafter that, they used the term for any small error in performance as a Wilbury. And so that's where they came out, the name, the Traveling Wilburys. And it was first in, initially called the Trembling Wilburys. And then Lynn, uh, Jeff Lynn changed it to the Traveling Wilburys. So, but a really cool, interesting story on that. Um, they, they had a subsequent album after this one, um, right after, but, but right after this album was recorded, if you recall, uh, Roy Orbison passed away. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. end of end of the line is the probably the most popular song that they had. And in the music video, they actually have a picture of Roy Orbison in a rocking chair that's rocking yeah. during the whole yeah. video, which I thought was such a cool tribute to him. So his so, vocals, his vocals are actually in that song. But oh, absolutely. He, yeah. So he, he died in between the, the recording yep. of the vocals and the recording of the video. So cool. Yep. Um, some interesting dates of note for this year. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the induction for January on January 20th of this year, the Beach Boys, the Beatles, the Drifters, mm. Bob Dylan, and the Supremes. I'd say that's a pretty wow. solid lineup. Gosh. <laughs> so uh, March 26th, we talked about The Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. And from the Bad Album, it tops the Billboard Hot 100. It's the first time in history a solo artist has had four number one singles from the same album. Okay. Um, and here's one of my favorites. So, and what I can't not talk about is the monsters of rock tour. So it commences on May the 27th in East Troy, Wisconsin, headlined by the mighty Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. 
Oh, wow. And it also has Metallica, Scorpions, Dokken, and Kingdom Come. Mm, so wow. a very, very, very solid group of, of, of artists in that one. In fact, I um, still have to this day in my in my dorm in 1990, even I had the Monsters of Rock poster. Um, and I've got to also note that this was also the year that Van Halen re- released OU812. And I think OU812 is one of my personal favorites. It had When It's Love on it, Finish What mm-hmm. You Started. Awesome there. Um, June 18th. So here's a great uh, group for the 80s, Depeche Mode. They play in front of a crowd of 60,000 people at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. California, And the concert was filmed and recorded by uh, a, a person for the group's documentary concert film and live album, Depeche Mode 101. Did y'all, I mean, this was a massive, <clears throat> massive album in my high school. I don't know if it was for y'all. But the yeah, Mode 101 was like legendary yeah. status. Yeah. It was big. You, it was huge. This, the song Somebody is probably one of my favorite songs on that album. Um, yeah. Awesome, awesome year of music. Um, like I say, great transition to some of the things that were going to start happening in the 90s. Yeah. Still held on strong to some of the awesome pop hits and the, and the 80s sounds and just some great hair metal in the middle of all of it. So, you know, you couldn't ask for one of the better years of just going back and hearing all of these songs going, Oh man, that takes me back to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. You, know, you know, definitely when you talked about the list of new bands in 1988, those yeah. bands and that really started in 1980 are really the soundtrack track of our college lives. It's and, true. And, uh, Absolutely. and so maybe we need to create a, um, a, uh, Spotify, um, Music list of just the bands that started in 88. That'd be <laughs> Sounds good to me. Nice job, Keith. I always love whenever uh, Keith gets to do music because, you know, you know, I, I can stumble through it. Noel does, you know, has, has a better I, uh, connection I, to music. I but, stumbled. Uh, it's okay. But, you know, Noel's job is to sing to it and nice yeah. job, Noel. On that it band. is solid. Thank solid. You. I appreciate that. That's what yeah. I'm here for. Yeah. So what's next? Next on the docket is technology, right? Yes. Yeah, that should be wrapping up our, our 88 tour. 1988 so, technology coming up. Looking forward Absolutely. for Steve to, to shoot that one out there at us. I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain, honestly, because I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking about what, what did come out in 88. So I'm, I'm very interested. I literally don't know. Yep. So very excited to hear about this one. So should be cool. But I, yeah, I think Absolutely. so too. Any so te- thank you again. Any yeah, teaser? teaser. Any teasers, Steve? So um, a follow-up on from the the um, movies of 1988. We talked about uh, in the past, like Toy Story and stuff like that. Well, there was actually another Pixar film that won the Oscar in 1988 hmm. uh, that tied to technology and being computer animated film uh, hmm. that actually won the Academy Award that year. So we'll talk about that in the uh, upcoming episode. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate everybody and, and we'll talk to you next week. And thanks a lot, everyone. (laughs) Take Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Wayback Chronicles. All shows are written and produced by Noel. Keith and Steve. Massive thanks to those who made these memories possible for us through the years. All songs, sounds, and effects have been attributed in the comments section and through links listed on waybackchronicles.podbean.com. We look forward to taking you way back again in the very near future.